Welcome to A Walk In My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Makini Smith. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a walk in their stilettos so that we can continue to walk in a manner worthy of our calling. Today's guest... Her name is Cole Woods. She's an international supermodel, mentor, entrepreneur, and a former professional basketball player. Please welcome to the show, Cole Woods. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for agreeing to come on and to share and inspire and give us some gems about your journey. Yeah, for sure. So I usually like to start the show by asking um, a really basic question, but it's an important question because we all have so many amazing titles, you know, as, as women that are out here making a difference, but the title that you are called many times a day is your name. So that holds a lot of significance. Do you know what your name means? Um, Actually the name that I go by is the name that I gave myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a combination of like of family names, but mm-hmm. I felt like that was a way in which that I could carry on the legacy. Cole actually happens to be my last name, but because I'm so proud of my family and my lineage, I no matter if I were to marry or whatever, Cole is always who I am. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. That's important. So, um, I mean, I followed you on IG before we actually met in South Africa. Um, You know, your your photos online are stunning. Um, I I believe one of your nicknames is like Leggy Sue. (laughs) So (laughs) how tall are you actually? I am 6'2 without heels. Nice. Okay. So um, I guess just to give listeners a small, quick background story, uh, Cole is an amazing model and um, someone I used to be connected to was a model as well. And we met on a expedition to South Africa. So mm-hmm. um, you guys were there to do your shoots and all that amazing good stuff. And I was there to do my um, book signing and I had a radio appearance over there. So we had a chance to get to know each other. We shared uh, an Airbnb and I mean, you're like probably one of the easiest women I know to get along with. <laughs> um, so I guess from there, I mean, so much has happened. You've grown so much. I've watched you evolve. I don't, I don't even know where, where to start. Okay. So, I mean, you, because you're so stunning, you caught Beyonce and Tina Knowles eye. Can you share how that even happened and what that was like? Um, it's, it's funny how that happened because actually three people had approached me for the job and the first two people fell through. And then the mm-hmm. third person came along and happened to be Tina Knowles' assistant. Mm-hmm. And she had saw me on Instagram off of a video that I posted, which also included an open letter to tall women about, um, embracing their height and just being proud of who you are. Right. Um, it really inspired her enough to want to use me as a model for the wearable art gala. I love it. 
So do you see the, the beauty and, you know, what's for you is for you because you're approached by three different people. The first two fell through, uh, but God made sure like this opportunity was for you and he was going to make sure you had it. That's amazing. Absolutely. I think that, like you said, what's meant for you won't pass you by and everything happens for a reason. Definitely. Definitely. So speaking of that, I mean, what inspired you to get into modeling? I think I just saw it as another platform to to inspire others, to be like a role model, my thing. And I actually went back to my parents' house not too long ago and opened up a, a time capsule that I made of like years ago. I felt like it was the right time to go back into it and look at some of the stuff. And I found this letter that I wrote at the end of my senior year of high school talking about how my younger brother is who taught me how to actually be a role model and who actually inspired me to want to be the ultimate role model. So um, not only with basketball was I able to do that, but I felt like taking that step into modeling was just another way for me to do that. So, I mean, can you give a couple of examples of how he inspired you? Um, Just the way he looks up to me, I knew I always had to be, um, I had to be cognizant of how I carried myself because mm-hmm. I wanted to be a good example for him to follow. And I noticed that it's no pun intended, but people literally looked up to me because of my height. <laughs> I've always, I just felt like with all those eyes on me, I should try to be the most like upstanding citizen role model that I could possibly be. Why not? I love that. I love that. So was modeling something you always wanted to get into? No, not necessarily. Um, I started out playing basketball because my mom played professional basketball. So it was something I was kind of thrown into, but to make her proud, I followed it all the way to the end until I decided that I wanted to do something for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I lived in New Jersey at the time, I felt it's only a train ride away to New York. So why not just go out there and try it? I, one thing I never want to do is live with regret, wondering what could have happened if I had tried so I just went for it. Yeah, I, I love that you say, you know, you you just went out there and tried it. Like so many people are afraid to try something new. They're so stuck in their comfort zone. But you see the beauty in what can happen when you try something. I mean, you decided mm-hmm. to just go out there and try it. Now you're this international supermodel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like thing that you just, you really don't want that on your conscience. Like thinking like, man, if I had to just, just gave a little bit of effort, if I had to just went for it, if I had just even tried, I could have done this. Like, you don't want that. Like, just do it. You only have one life, so just do it. Right, exactly, exactly. So what is it like being a self-managed model and businesswoman? Oh, it's very, it's exhausting. <laughs> but <laughs> gratifying. very gratifying. Um because, and the way in which it happened was I, I, like every other model, had pursued agencies and things like that. And I was told no a lot of times because I was too tall or they said I was too tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I look back on it now, it's just like, wow, I'm, I'm so glad they did. I'm, I'm so glad they didn't pick me up back then because I wouldn't be who I am now. I wouldn't be the modelpreneur that I've, turned myself into because of those no's right um 
And I think what really showed me what I could do was actually that expedition that I met you on. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were out in South Africa and we went on those agency visits and I did get signed as an international model at that agency. And later after returning back to the U S decided that I didn't want to go through with it. Right. Um, because it was just like, I move a lot off of feeling and intuition and mm-hmm. I just didn't get that exciting feeling that I thought I would have gotten when I was being signed. Right. I just didn't, didn't hit me that way. And so I just decided that that wasn't for me. And after that, that's when other things started to come my way, like the Beyonce and Tina Knowles thing, Nike campaigns, like all types of different things, which made me further believe that I made the right decision and I did what I felt was best. I think that's great that, you know, you went by intuition, you listened to that inside voice when you got back home that told you, you know what, this is not for me, it doesn't feel right. And how other doors ended up opening up for you, which were probably a lot bigger than what that agency could have done for you. Because I mean, I I am connected to a lot of people in the modeling world and modeling and, and acting and all that, it's a, it's a tough game. You know, mm-hmm. it, it seems from the outside that it's it's a superficial world and they only care about your appearance. But it's a tough game because you guys get told no a lot. You get critiqued by your, you know, about your body a lot. You, you know, there's a lot of negativity that you have to put up with in order to even, you know, continue in those environments. But then there's a lot of agencies that will sign you and not do anything with you. Mm-hmm. So I, I think yeah. it's great that you followed, you know, that, that inner voice. Yeah, um, for sure. It, it, for one thing, well, if it taught me anything, it showed me what I could do, what I was capable of. It showed me that, like, I went out there with the intention of becoming internationally signed, and I did that, and I had the choice to do it if I wanted to. Right. But not to. I love it. I love it. So, you know, what was the transition like for you going from pro basketball to modeling? Because you said you, you know, you did it till the end and then um, you decided to switch. What was that like? Like, walk us through that process. It was pretty abrupt, actually. Um, my, my basketball career ended on a, like, a terrible knee injury. I tore my ACL, both meniscus, and cracked my femur. So Ouch. I was literally not walking for three to four months. And in the time that I, like, it was, that was a catalyst event for me. Um, because, simply because leading up to that, I was, I got what I asked for, really, because I was telling myself, like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to do it, but I didn't know how to get out of it and mm-hmm. explain that to who, like, had supported me so much in basketball and saw me doing such great things in basketball. And I just, I didn't have a passion for it. And I just kept saying like, I don't really want to do this, but I don't know what else I'll do um, because I put my whole life into it. And then the knee injury happened. So I got the escape that I asked for. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Well, one, careful what you ask for. <laughs> um, and two, sometimes when we ask God for something, you know, the delivery doesn't necessarily come in the way that we would like. Um, mm-hmm. But it's in a, in a way that it forces us um, to do what we're supposed to be doing. Right. You know, to, to think that you damaged all of those things and you weren't able to walk for months, 
but you know you're now walking catwalks internationally like (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it so what advice would you give a woman looking to get into modeling um i would definitely encourage doing the research um doing the research and also living living a little beforehand i don't really encourage although i support but i don't necessarily encourage very young girls to get into it because like you said it's very tough on the confidence and i find that the younger they are the more easily taken advantage of they are which is why i actually created my modelpreneur boot camp to try to basically empower the model models don't have a lot of rights when it comes to things in the fashion industry and so i just try to do my part in educating the model in all the ways that they can find work for themselves if they're constantly told no by an agency that doesn't mean that you can't model mm-hmm. um ways in which they can build their own personal brand um pursue clients uh make their own release forms and contracts and things like that um so yeah i mean i i have courses for that um it's called modelpreneur boot camp i'm taking my first group of girls out to paris fashion week in awesome. February. Love it. I love it. Yes. (laughs) That's exciting. That's exciting. So, okay. So how can people sign up for uh, the model bootcamp? They can check it out through colewoods.com and also just reach out to me on Instagram as well at, at M I S S colewoods, Miss Colewoods. Awesome. Okay. So, I mean, in, I understand based on, where I am in life and the women that I surround myself with, that it's very important to have mentors and coaches to help guide you along the way so that you don't have to deal with, you know, a lot of the uh, pitfalls um, that they've had to go through. They help you kind of go around that. And so Mm -hmm. I know that you're mentoring now, but before I get into that, my question to you is, do you have any um, mentors or coaches that have helped you along the way? Um, I've had many people help me along the way. Uh, more so indirectly. I don't know if they knew they were helping me at the time, but I've learned from every experience and every interaction that I've had with people and know that you meet everybody for a reason. And it's a lesson and everything. So there have been a lot of teachers in my career up to this point, just just from learning from the experience. Awesome. Okay, so tell us more about, um, well, I guess, is is it, your mentoring right now, is that um, part of the uh, model bootcamp or is that something separate? It is part of the modelpreneur bootcamp because I recognized a, a gap or a void, I should say, in that like models that have certain concerns that I've actually run into on my way through my journey being self-represented. So I'm just using all of my experience and knowledge that I've built up to just help these girls and guys too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So but, yeah. um, tell us some of the adversities that you've had to endure, um, I guess, in your modeling career to get to where you are right now at this point. Um, there's definitely been a lot of cultural adversity. I don't think that's any secret, but um I mean, naturally, I feel like as Black women and Black models, we're we're expected to go above and beyond, um, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to hair and makeup. 
I've dealt with a lot of situations in runway, as a matter of fact, starting in New York Fashion Week, where they, I, for example, I walked in this one fashion show where it was predominantly um, Latin models. Mm -hmm. So the whole staff was predominantly Latin, and there were maybe three black, dark-skinned black models. And they used the same shades of... Oh, Lord. <laughs> on all of us. And that that was the first time I dealt with that. That was the first time I had ever experienced that. And um, one of the other models, one of the other black models pulled me aside like, girl, you need to go to the bathroom and, and fix this because what they did to you, no. <laughs> so, that right there told me that I always need to be prepared to, to do my own. Like, right. unfortunately, that's the way it is. Like, I always come prepared with my makeup bag and ready to do whatever I got to do with my hair. Um, because I don't know if it's, yeah, it's the stigma that it's, quote, unquote, too difficult to deal with when it's really not. So I think it's important that you mention that because, you know, a lot of people have this misconception that once you become a model, you know, you're going to have professionals doing your hair and makeup all the time. But you talk about, you know, you have to bring your own makeup bag so that, you know, they don't have you looking like a fool. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, it's just also, I like to think of the term, like, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, which has actually led me to creative direct most of my portfolio. Most of my portfolio and what you see on my Instagram, I did the hair, makeup, styling, and location scouting. Wow. For. Wow, that's yeah. powerful. Like, if you guys need to go and look at her Instagram because not only are the locations stunning, her poses are impeccable, like, her hair and makeup is always on point. And to think that you have to, like, do all of that yourself. Wow. Yeah, but it's very gratifying and it, it allows me to really express myself as an artist because modeling as although it at first it was just about being a model it's become so much more than that now it's just it's about the art and conveying a vision right okay so for our listeners is there anything else you want to share about the modeling world or the modeling journey that you feel um they should know um well uh, just going along with what I've talked about with my model from our boot camp, I definitely want to encourage models to learn how to work for themselves. Um, you're going to run into a lot of people who tell you what they can do for you, um, and then they don't show up. So always be prepared to make your own dream work. Don't rely on anybody else to make your dream work. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we, you know, we talked about how the industry uh, can be, you know, negative with, you know, them picking at your, your you know, your body and your self-esteem and having to hear a lot of no's and, you know, certain disappointments and letdowns. So do you have any self-care routines that, that you use to keep you going? Yeah, actually, as of this year, I've been practicing meditation a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, I've brought your book quite a few times um, <laughs> to affirmations. And um, what else? I love tea. Like, I've become a tea addict this past year. Like, <laughs> Hot tea, I um, but yeah, just and also sometimes for when things get crazy, you kind of have to schedule in rest time. Yes, and it's absolutely necessary. Like you have to give yourself rest, like physically and mentally. Like just set aside some time, always. Okay, so listeners, if you're listening, um, first thing she said 
was uh, meditation. Second thing was reading. And you talked about my affirmations book helping you there. Um, three, you said tea time. <laughs> and, and four, scheduling time to rest. Those are all important. <laughs> Make sure you guys write those things down. Okay, so before we go to the final segment of the show, uh, tell people where they can stay connected with you online. I can be found on Instagram at Miss Cole Woods, M-I-S-S, Cole Woods, and also at www.colewoods.com. Awesome. Okay, so it is like no secret that I'm obsessed with stilettos, whether or not I'll still be able to wear them by my next birthday. We'll see. But <laughs> I was reading uh, a blog that um, was a, uh, not a blog. It's uh, there was an article that talked about your favorite shoe, what it says about your personality. So for you, Ms. Cole Woods, um, you know, what is your favorite type of shoe? Is it a running shoe? Is it a boot? Is it a stiletto? Is it a flat flip flop? Mm-hmm. My favorite type of shoe. I've never given that much thought. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do you is, own most in your collection? I'd say my favorite type of shoe is a classic pump. Like, I love okay. a classic pump in any color. Like I have multiple colors, but I love a classic pump. It's just timeless and it's like you can't go wrong. It's like a little black dress. Yes. Okay. So the article says that pump fans are boss women. So there you go. makes total sense makes total sense (laughs) so the the final part of the show it's called a walk in her stilettos where you share inspiration from your walk and we ask a series of general questions and you just say whatever comes to mind okay got it okay so first question name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life a book that has changed um actually recently i've read ego is the enemy Mm. and that has really been changing my perspective on things and how i deal with people i've been really being more cognizant of you know just trying to put my ego aside and and be take emotion out of things a lot of times and just try to understand it from all angles that's that's amazing do you know do you remember recall the uh, author's name I have the book. I usually carry it around with me. Oh, here it goes right here. Uh, Ryan Holiday. Perfect. Because whenever anyone suggests a book, I'm like, okay, I'm adding that to my reading list. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how we grow. That's how we grow. Okay. Uh, next question. What failure has taught you the most about life? Mm. I think I wouldn't necessarily call it a failure, but the knee injury taught me a lot. The knee mm. injury taught me a lot because I put all of my focus, all of my attention and energy into the basketball because that was what my mother and my family wanted for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did it. I did it without complaint all the way to the end. And then having after the knee injury, I realized I had to start over. Like I had to start mm-hmm. over and figure out what I was going to do next. So mm-hmm. knee injury taught me a lot, as did playing basketball in general, but how to get back up. Mm-hmm. To get back okay. up fall forward so do you have a favorite failure that's probably it (laughs) (laughs) could not have told you i would be doing what i'm doing now i couldn't even told you that i would be a model at that point so just the way in which that changed everything it literally changed everything do you see how god works like uh, you know i i 
constantly tell the story of, you know, if he would ask me 10 years ago, if I would stand on a stage in front of people sharing my story or even traveling the world just to be myself, I never would have thought. And, you know, the beauty of it is I've had to get over, you know, being such an introvert or being shy or the anxiety of standing on stage and, Mm -hmm. you know, talking in different countries. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, next question. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Oh, I have always wanted to have a billboard in Times Square. Mm. And I love for it to be in promotion of the Monopreneur Boot Camp just because of centered around, because because it's centered around women empowerment. The whole crew that's going out with the first um, edition of our Paris Fashion Week expedition is a women-led crew. Mm, love and it. not only women but like women of color so love in a place I'm taking them to a place where we're not the majority by far right <laughs> in right. the world and from, I feel I feel really good about that I feel really good about that because it's an opportunity that I wish I would have had earlier on but I'm now able to create and present to someone else so do you know, would you have a specific quote about the modeling boot camp on that billboard? Mm, probably something along the lines of take a step outside of your comfort zone. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, before I uh, go on to the next question, I'm just going to put it out there. If for any of your expeditions, if you need a coach to come along to help mentor and work on the mindset of the women, I am all for it. I've thought about that. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely talk offline about that. I'm I'm all in if you need me. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Next question. Name one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made. That could um, be money, time, energy. I mean, aside from investing in myself and always trusting my intuition, trusting my feelings, just knowing that I know what's best for myself, just based off of all that. Um monetarily, I think the best, one of the best investments I've ever made was going on those expeditions, for sure. Mm. Um, I learned a lot just uh, through, about being a model in general, about how how big of a step it is to actually go to those places, mm-hmm. um, to come the fear of traveling alone internationally and go to those places on faith, really. Um, and yeah, I, through that, I also learned how to create an expedition of my own. I love it. I lo- so, okay, so first things first, I love that you said um, that you were, um, you know, one of the most worthwhile investments that you've ever made, because I love to hear when women of color say that as a first choice. And why I say that is because ever since I was little, I have seen women of color go out of their way, put themselves in debt to spend money on superficial things like hair, nails, shoes, clothes. And when mm-hmm. you tell them to invest in themselves they don't want to pay they don't see the value so I love when women like yourself put it out there and let people know that investing in yourself is extremely extremely important and two um, can you list some of the places that you went on for these expeditions because you've been like you've traveled all over the globe for these expeditions so like list some of the places just so people understand Uh, the first one I went on was to Jamaica Mm -hmm. and then we went to Egypt and then we went to Cape Town, South Africa. Love it. Love it. 
Okay, so what is one little known fact about you? One little known fact about me is that I used to be able to dunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started dunking in high school, actually. Um, it started after my freshman year of high school. I was at a summer camp, and it was predominantly boys. And they were just, they, they were fueling the fire by telling me I couldn't do it. And that's one thing I don't stand for. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so I did it. And it ended up being in all the newspapers and all that. So, yeah, I used to be able to dunk. It's actually on YouTube, too. Nice. So you can't dunk anymore? I'm retired. I'm going to do good. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So what new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? In the last five years, the belief that everything happens for a reason and that there's nothing that I can't do, be, or have. Mm, Love it. Okay. What advice would you give your younger self? Younger self? Wow. Um, I would probably tell my younger self, whatever's going on right now, don't stress about it. Mm-hmm. Just don't stress about it. Simple as that. Temporary. <laughs> okay. And, um, um, oh, go ahead. Getting back to the question that you asked before, um, something that's really helped me, especially in the past year, is learning how to be present mm-hmm. and live in the current moment. So anything that happened before or anything that hasn't even happened yet is irrelevant to now. Yes. I think that's important. I read a book called The Power of Now. I can't remember um, the author's name. I'm sorry. I think it's by Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, I think so. Um, Have you read it? Um, I haven't. I've read some of his his other work, though. Yeah, like just living in the moment in the right now and understanding that is all that matters. I think that the biggest issue is that there's a lot of people who are living in the past and causing themselves depression. And then there's a lot of people um, trying to focus so hard on the future that they're causing themselves anxiety. And if you just Mm -hmm. embrace the moment that you are in right now and enjoy the people and the feeling, you will be so much happier. Right. I love that. I love that. Okay. Yes. Yes. And, and I think that's a big one as well. Um, You know, sometimes I ask people, what are you grateful for today? And they say life. Well, what about life? You know, get, get more um, detailed and more descriptive about what you're actually grateful for and put an emotion um, attached to it so that on a subconscious level, you'll actually start to feel better. You know, like I'm, I'm beyond grateful for a warm bed to sleep in at night. You know, Mm -hmm. I do a lot of work in the community and I see the people that are sleeping out there on the concrete floor, you know, so I'm beyond grateful that my kids are healthy, you know, be specific about what you're grateful for. Like, that's why I created my, my gratitude journal. I wanted people to get detailed about what they're grateful for so they can appreciate it and be given more things to be grateful for. Absolutely. Um, I do the same thing. I go on a mindfulness walk uh, in the mornings with my dog. And just walk around the neighborhood and just take things in. Like, I I think to myself how grateful I am just to be able to see the colors around me, to hear the birds yes. chirping, to breathe air into my lungs, 
all of that. It's, it's amazing how much people take those things for granted because they have full access to it. You know, mm-hmm. it, there are people on this planet that have never been able to see the color of the leaves change in the fall. You know, there are people that don't have certain limbs, so they've never actually been able to feel the texture of, you know, certain things. There are things that we take for granted that if we learn to appreciate them, you know, we wouldn't be so miserable. You know, there's a lot of people upset and, and frustrated about the smallest things mm-hmm. because they're not, they're not appreciating everything that they have right now. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's a big one. I know that one thing for me that helps me to be more grateful is when we do a lot of our philanthropy work and we're out doing stuff um, to connect with the homeless and the less fortunate because then it, it makes you realize, you know, some of them are just trying to make it through the day mm-hmm. and they don't, they can't even think about their future or, you know, think about goals or any of the things that, that we're creating anxiety over because they're just trying to survive the day. So right. when you break things down on a smaller scale like that, it makes you appreciate like, okay, I have food in the fridge. I have running hot water. I have a blanket. Right. I have a soft bed. I have nothing to complain about. Yep. And my like this year, this past year for me has been a really a very enlightening year of my life. Um, as of lately, I've been just getting letting stuff go, mm-hmm. um, like clothes. Even I've been by the box clothes. I've been letting like packing up the boxes and taking them to the women's shelter. Like just mm-hmm. letting it go. Like, eat that stuff but someone else does. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I used to be the type of girl that when I went shoe shopping, like my, my stiletto obsession used to be disgusting. Um, (laughs) I would go shoe shopping and I'd buy like seven pairs at one time. And I, in my last, in my, my last house, I converted my laundry room into a shoe closet. I had way over a hundred plus pairs of shoes. I mean, I could wear a different pair of shoes every single day. Like, and I had shoes to match every color outfit. I was good. And when I moved, I I got, I got sick and, um, I wasn't really able to even, you know, move around that much. I spent a lot of my time actually on, on bed rest. A lot of people actually didn't know that, but, um, you know, I packed up a lot of my shoes and there was a fundraiser happening and it was called Stilettos for a Cure. And the funds were going towards, you know, women with cancer, but they were auctioning off the shoes. And especially because I had so many, I kept them in great condition. So they were auctioning them off. And uh, some of them, they were giving to women who were going back into the workforce, women who had come out of correctional facilities, women had that had come out of shelters and they needed shoes to go back to work. And that felt so gratifying to me that I got rid of, I would probably say maybe 90% of the shoes that I own. And I've cut down, I don't even know if I have 10 that I rotate through right now, but it's just, you know, being mindful, not wasting and giving things to people who actually need them. Right. Wow. Well, Cole, I want to thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and giving us so many gems. Before we go, tell them once again, where they can connect with you online. They can find me on Instagram at Miss Cole Woods, M-I-S-S Cole Woods, and at www.colewoods.com. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and thank you for joining us. Until next time, 
No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I just wanted to say thank you for having me. It was an honor. I love having chats like this where we can inspire and motivate others. Yes, I love it. And that's what I'm all about. And I know that's what you're all about. So let's continue to empower women and give them the tools that they need so they can continue to succeed. Absolutely. So until next time, download the Awaken My Stilettos app and subscribe to our newsletter at awakenmystilettos.com. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast station. We're available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. Leave a review. Let us know what you thought about the conversation. You know, add to any of the tips that Cole provided or let us know, you know, how you feel about it. And share it with a friend who you think would benefit. Continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.